This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the debacle of a game between the Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh my. And how the Redskins season is pretty much over. Yeah. We also talk with Jerome Booger and Booger's Yardstick. This and much more live with Aaron and John. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, John? Yo, 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 yo. What's up? Excellent. Welcome to Harry Hog Football, episode number 346. And the end of the Redskins 2013 season. Which really sucks, because I think that the Redskin that had the best game at least in the first half when he was actually in the game, was Alfred Morris, number 46. This is episode 346. Too bad they only gave him the ball four times in the second half and put him on the bench so they could let Hilo go out there and drop passes. Well, they were down 24 nil. Yeah. Well, what was working? Running. Mm -hmm. But I kind of got the sense in this game that Kyle Shanahan kind of took what we said too much to heart and, like, never passed. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. He needs to find the balance, dude. Now he's, he's like, see, dumb. now they're telling us to find a balance. Last week they said just run the ball. And when I do and now, they say... <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now he's just like, everyone said, yeah, exactly. Run the ball. Now I ran the ball the whole game and see what happened. Man, 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 man. So he's going to go out and it's going to be like three and out passing like those wide receiver screens the entire game against San Francisco on Monday night. See, I told you guys. I told you guys this totally worked on Madden 25. Running never works. Except what was Alfred Morris averaging? I think over five yards a it was, carry. It was Again. like 5.1 yards a carry. Josh, what was he averaging? Uh, Who said that, dude? Oh, uh, I, I did. It's, it's John, dude. What did what did uh, Alfred I Morris average it. on the game? You, you called, called what? Oh, what? Oh, man. Where is Josh tonight? Josh gets a total <laughs> call out for tonight. Where is he? Dude. He texted me at 8.23 and said he's at something called the Macklemore concert. What is that? Well, being that you and I are old, we wouldn't know this, but so I Googled it. It went on Wikipedia, and apparently it's an American rapper. He's an American rapper. That is hit number one on the Billboard Top 100 Hot Hits or something, which I didn't even know existed. So Josh... Josh texted you to let you know what seven minutes before we were supposed to record that he was at a concert for that something he's at called a concert. Macklemore. Well, I guess that's why he's going to get my kick in the balls this week. Nope, because there's a couple more people who still deserve it more than Josh does this week. But we will be getting to that in the second half of the show. Meanwhile, we do need to make sure that we uh. Give props to our longtime benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee. Yes, Desmond C. Lee. You can find him at Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter. Because, because Desmond C. Lee won, and Desmond hacked. C. Lee was hacked or taken. <laughs> and Desmond C. Lee proper were hacked. Or taken. Or Somewhat. hacked. I think it was hacked. And there is a link on our website, Josh put up there. Um, so you can link right to that. There's also a link to Poopery, which is the way we feel about Josh tonight for bailing at the last second. I'll tell you one thing. Well, you, you know get, what? If you guys I'll tell link... you one thing. I guess you know who the true Redskins fans are here at uh, Harry Hog Football. Yeah, I was just going to say, speaking of true Redskins fans, if you link yourself to Desmond C. Lee, too, during a Redskins game and you were on Twitter, he has the pulse of the fans. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty fun. Yeah, he he tweets a lot during the game, and he is very, very, very passionate about the Redskins. So you can follow him on Twitter. As a matter of fact, you can follow us on Twitter at Harry Hog H A R R Y Hog, 
And uh, check out the website, harryhogfootball.com. And .net also. And .net. Aaron, did you check out the Harry Hog Football Fantasy Football League, the HHFFFL, this week? I saw that you edged me out. Oh, you mean I completely whooped your tail? No, you edged. In the revenge matchup? And the only reason you edged me is because Pierre Garçon. The only reason you edged me is because Pierre Mm -hmm. Garçon didn't have a huge day like I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Dude, you sound like Trent Williams bitching about that uh that referee that, hey, that said that mean stuff to him. Dude, pretty much my season in fantasy football always parallels the Redskins. I had to win <laughs> that game to have a shot at the playoffs and I lost. You did win one year, so but we didn't play it back in nineteen ninety one, so Yeah, it's more than I can say for you. I did win. What are you talking about? I won like the first year. Dude, you, besides, won when we did, you won when it was on like the... pencil and paper, dude. <laughs> and you had to like clip and out you the like newspaper. Talked your little brother stores. Bay into draft of some dude that was dead. It was Jerome Brown, <laughs> as as opposed to uh, Jerome Booger, who was a uh, who's going to be making an appearance later on here in the second half of the show as well, doing his uh what I like to call uh, Booger's rule book, but you're going to call it a. Uh... That's good because I had a few things I wanted to ask him. Wait, what, what was it you wanted to call it? Booger's Yardstick. Booger's Yardstick, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we suck. We're terrible. Oh, we're 3-7. We're 24-34 and 34 in the Shanahan era, the Shanna plan. We are absolutely terrible. I know, dude. I was looking last night, and that dude from whoever he is, Rivera from the Panthers, have a better record than Shanahan. Ron Rivera? Yeah, because you know why? They're running the ball and they have a good defense. Because he was a defensive player back in the day. That's his his wheelhouse. Run the ball, good defense. He knows that you need a good defense to win, and he knows that you need to be able to run the ball to beat up the other defense. Hey, we had a good defense. We had a good defense once. We had a great 4-3 defense. Until the Shana plan threw it out the window. With a coach... And Jim Haslett, who never coached the three four before, and players who never, and, and players who weren't designed to play it, and these players still aren't designed to play it. You know, if we can just like get rid of these coaches, just fire them all, please, 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 because I've already, I mean, you know, you guys that have been longtime listeners or last week listeners, Shanahan's are dead to me. We need to bring in a defensive coordinator that will do a four three. Even Haslett can do a four three. Arakpo is probably going to be gone next year because he'll be a free agent, and I think he's a better 4-3 guy than a 3-4. Kerrigan is a little bit better athlete than him, but he can't cover Shady McCoy on that. On that uh, <laughs> yeah, what was that? that? That play? How the hell are you going to put him on that play? When you have a 3-4 defense, you need fast linebackers. None of our linebackers are fast. None of them. I mean, we got great, some some good, and I think Kerrigan is probably the best athlete of all of them. Maybe Lennon Fletcher was in his prime. These guys, these guys can't play this defense. We're in the fourth year of the Shannon plan. Our defense is still nowhere near what it needs to be to be a 3-4. But if you switch it to a 4-3, I think we're going to be okay. As soon as we get rid of the Shanahan's. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even what do you have, have anything to say about say. that, Josh, at your Macklemore Chav concert? <laughs> he did look like a Chav. What yeah, a chav. our friends over in England know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. All right, let me see here. What does Josh have to say about Mac? Why? What, what does Josh have to say at this New Direction <laughs> concert? Dude, dude, I love this band, New Direction. <laughs> dude, they're they're hip. Seriously. Seriously. Oh man. Josh said that he lost the feed in like the third quarter before the comeback. He did. I actually read something about this in uh the Washington Post. Um let me see if I can pull it up here because the feed went out. That's messed up. <laughs> um, well they 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 got they they switched over to it as the uh because it was the national feed and they switched over to it like right before the Redskins mounted their like massive comeback, massive lucky comeback. Until number 10 blew it on national television. 
Well, it was lucky for a number of reasons. Number one, the Eagles went prevent because, you know, for three quarters, their defense was killing us. So why, let's go to prevent and start giving the Redskins points and yards or yards and points in that order. And they started number trying two, to run down the clock. Dude, number offense. two, that pass. Well, the pass to Darrell Young was good. Darrell Young's run for that touchdown was phenomenal. Let me ask you a question about that. Yeah. Have you ever seen a fullback have a 70-yard completion or whatever that was for a touchdown? A fullback? I, I don't I cannot think of that. I cannot think of something like that happening. Um I can't but either. Darrell Young, I mean he's a fullback, but he he's he's kind of a small, quick fullback. He's very, very capable of of, I think, playing running back if he were in a different def- or uh, offense. I think the guy could do it. Yeah. He's kind of a small. He's kind of a small fullback. Not that he's not powerful and, and hitting blocks for the most part, but you know, he's stocky. He, he's not. He's not built like the caveman. Josh just said, "Dude, you can't hear me." What is he talking about? I can hear him. He just said, "Dude." Oh, he just. He just. He just texted me. Texted us, Josh. Dude. What? I'm at a concert. You can't hear me. As in, as in, we were trying to get him to call in while he was at the concert. What's Which wrong could with him? be humorous. Is he a Shanahan? I think he's he's a closet of Saints fan. But we've already vetted that out here on Harry Hog Football. Oh damn! Oh damn! Oh snap! This is kind of like when we almost had to talk you off the ledge of that Cincinnati Bengals game, where you wouldn't speak to someone for like an hour. After the game, I was pretty pissed. I didn't care about the Koi Bacon poster that Josh kept trying to point out. I was pretty pissed off. And then those homeless people started like harassing us out in the parking lot when we were trying to eat after the game before we drove away. Little did we know that that downtown Cincinnati, when the sun goes down, the homeless people come out. It's, it's like, like homeless dead. zombie land. It's like the Walking Dead out there. It really was. But, dude, I was not as bad as you were at the game in Charlotte. But. I had a legitimate reason. You had a very legitimate reason. Because apparently I was the only one in the stadium of 70,000 that knew the rule. Mm-hmm. Including the referees. On that that pushing into the uh, receiver. Or pushing into the, uh, the, the punt. Was it a punt? It was a punt, yeah. Yeah, on a punt returner. Pushing into the punt returner that we got hosed on against Dallas. But, dude, in any event, yeah, there was a, a tweet that someone put up on the post um, from somebody, and it said, for consideration in today's worse, Fox essentially mercy ruled the game for anyone not in D.C. area. Skins Bar in New York City lost it. Yeah, Josh lost it. I don't blame it. him. I didn't lose it because I had Sunday ticket. Yeah, Josh lost it. Well, Josh was just like, I lost the game. To his credit, he did put on a Sonny and Larry. Uh, Larry. Put Sonny, dude, Sonny must have lost it too because Josh told me that he was saying the bench RG3. Yeah, he said that uh, they were talking about that in the paper and in multiple news outlets as well that, that he thought that RG3 should get benched. And RG3 played like pretty much crap. Yeah. But I think I tweeted, it might have been in the, fir- in the third quarter the first time I tweeted it. When I was like, we just can't stop kicking our own asses. That Jordan Either Reed we're miss. overthrowing ridiculously open receivers. Jordan Reed for a touchdown early. No, it wasn't Jordan Reed. It was Logan Paulson. Was it? I thought it was yeah. Jordan Reed. Anyway, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. When they showed that yeah. angle from behind the quarterback and he was the only oh. person on that whole side of the field. He was like college wide open. You know what I mean? He like, was wide like open enough that I could have completed it, dude. I know. You, you see people in college games. That that are open and there's no one like within a twenty yard bubble of him. You don't usually see that in the NFL. And he was college wide open. Let me just say, he if he would have thrown that pass like he did the last pass of the game, then we would have had a touchdown earlier. <laughs> what was that? That was probably the worst one ever that he's someone, thrown in his career. It was one of the worst passes he's ever had. Hey, someone on Twitter said that they were convinced that he thought it. They were convinced that RG3 thought it was fourth down. 
I've heard that from a couple of different uh, 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 media outlets and Twitter-type folks that people were like, dude, he thought it was fourth down. I don't know if I want to believe that because that would make me lump him into the singular group of Donovan McNabb who didn't realize that overtime ends at the end of overtime. If you're still tied, you're just tied. Dude, like that, that's, that's just like an insane lack of awareness. And I, I, I think he has more awareness than that. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you know, I, I, I dog on RG three more than, more than you for sure. But I, I sure as sure as hell think he knew it was third down. It was just a bad throw. It was a horrible. I throw. think he panicked. He and had it was two bad. horrible throws. Yeah. Anyway. So in any event, um, boy, there's a whole lot of bad to talk about in this game. It's it really just more is. of the same. It, it it and you know and and let's 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 try to hit the highlights. A couple more highlights before we move on, because there's no reason to just keep going to the same old crap. Um, yeah, Alfred Morris is a highlight. He should be in the Pro Bowl. I don't. He I've, should be. I haven't he, voted he's almost, anything. He's all. I I don't know where he is, but he is almost leading the league. In a. He was he rushing. was second behind LeSean McCoy before this game, and in this game he had more yards than LeSean McCoy. Oh, you mean shady? Whatever. LeSean <laughs> Macko. What is it, Macklemore? Josh, <laughs> Macklemore, that chav that Josh is at. Where is he? Pitbull. What? I don't know. Is he, drink, is he drinking Bud Lights, watching Pitbull and and Macklemore? Isn't that guy a golfer? No, that's Rory McIlroy. My my bad. He looks like a chav. I looked him up on um, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, we were down seventeen nothing at the half. Dude, and we were playing against like the thirty-one ranked defense, and they were shutting us out. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And you know, it, and it just goes back to what I've been saying all along: that the the team, the, the coaches have lost the team. The three-four doesn't work. Can't blame Hazlitt because he's never coached three-four before. Yeah, we only had one decent coach, and that was Danny Smith, and he left. Yeah. Yeah, and now we and got Ken you know Bonds. How, you know what our special teams looks like. And, dude, I'm sorry, your dog, like little mini white lightning Nick Williams. He was scared. Dude, he was so scared. He was shaking. Man, all right. I'm going to have to somewhat defend him in this game. I'm not. All right, this guy. All right, let, just, just hear me out. This guy came off the practice squad as a rookie, an undrafted rookie from Connecticut. To play, and suddenly, not only is he on the team, he's on the active roster for the game, right? Yeah. His first Mm -hmm. NFL game ever in quite possibly the worst place to play. Actually, not even quite possibly. The worst place to play in the NFL. They have their own jail. Yeah, they have their own jail. The the veteran stadium, the last stadium, was the first stadium to have its own dedicated jail. Right? Yeah. So so I think, yeah, he was obviously scared. Absolutely. Yeah, he was horrible. Um, it's not like we have anyone else better to return kicks. Well, Josh Morgan was inactive. Yeah, that was interesting. That was very, that, that was interesting. And he that made a comment before the man. game, like, I guess my time here is done or something like he that. He said that before the game, and then after the game, when someone asked him, he was quoted as saying something to the effect of uh, Mickey Mouse got injured, so I'm coming back next week. <laughs> no, he didn't even say that. He said something to the effect of uh, uh, I can't talk. Coach said that I can't play and that I'm not allowed to talk. That's that's a slight paraphrase, but that's that's what it was. He said, Coach said I'm not allowed to talk or I, I can't play and I'm not allowed to talk. Hey, maybe they'll surprise us and fire the Shanahan's tomorrow. <laughs> you mean man Jer- jerome jerome i know you're waiting over there eating some donut holes what do you say what do you, do you think they need to fire the shan hands tomorrow yeah <laughs> all right thank you thanks jerome hang out hang out have some more donut holes hey you know I'll who else they need to fire to they need to fire that ref that called trent williams a garbage bleep Piece of bleep. Piece of 
garbage, garbage bleep piece of M. Disrespectful it was MF M bleep. Disrespectful MF. Now, I sent you and Josh, not that Josh is here, but I sent you and Josh a link this morning in an email. I read it. That, it, was about, that, it was about our other friend, Ron Pereira. Yeah. Well, Ron Pereira used to be the head of officiating, right? He's a friend of Jerome Bogers. Um, and, and not he, whoever this ref is. What's this well, ref's he, name? I'm looking it the up right now. The ref in question? I'm looking it up right now. Dude, I'm doing double duty trying to cover Josh. It's Ellison, I think. Ellison. It's tool is what it is. It's I'm too full of myself and and making it about me instead of the game. Um, let's see. I'm looking it up. I got it right here. His name is Roy Ellison, number 81. He called him a, quote, garbage-ass, disrespectful mother effer. And you see, if you look it up online, um, you can find it on the Washington Post. You can find it on uh, Sports Illustrated. There's a couple other sites that have had it up. You can see that. I think it's Jordan Reed, and, it, and it's three or four players. Like no, it's the Niles Paul. Line, all no, it's Niles Paul. Niles they, like, Paul's stop. got his hands out. Like what? Yeah, they all turn around and look at him as they're going up to the line. All of them turn around. They're just like, "What the?" RG three was one of their them. body language. Like, dude, did, what is your problem? It was Lichtensteiger, RG three, of Niles course, Paul. Trent Williams, and Niles Paul. Kind of like Trent. Trent Williams and Niles Paul are like looking at the ref, like staring at him, and you see RG three like turn his head and look. Yeah, because he probably looked over to be like, you know, looking to see that everyone's lined up, and he was like, "Why are those guys turned around looking at the at the umpire behind us?" No, they were going back to the line after play. Is the picture I saw? Yeah, that's what they were doing. They were going back up to the line, and as they're like getting up to where they're they're getting into their stance, they were all just they the two of them turned around. They're like, "What?" Yeah, and here's the thing that this uh, Ellison guy. Well, first of all, Ron Pereira said he had to deal with him allegedly doing that right. stuff like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That that's what I was uh, getting to before is that Ron Pereira used to be the head of officiating. He used to be a head official, you know, a referee, and then he became the head of officiating for the NFL. And uh, now he's got his cush studio job for Fox. Yeah, right. And like Jerry Austin with the ESPN or uh, 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 Jerome Boger here at Harry Hog Football. <laughs> and he had to... Uh, Booger, dude. Booger, sorry. And he had to uh, basically call this Ellison guy into his office and set him down and light him up. Yeah. And he said that he's willing to go public with that. The fact that he did go... Pu- well, he did go public with it. Oh, yeah, I guess he did by saying yeah. that he went public. And the fact that he did that... And according to Sports Illustrated, he was known as a, a head of officiating that let some stuff go. You know, he he let officials kind of kind of you know he was he was a little liberal with letting them do their thing, and and be a little vocal back to the players a little bit. The fact that he had to call this guy, you know, and take him behind the woodshed back in the day, Ron tells me that you know this guy's got some anger management issues. That being said. That being said, this guy was such an idiot that he didn't account for the fact that maybe Corey Lichtensteiger was mic'd up. up. Yes, sir. And apparently the league is going to listen to the recording. And that's cool and all, and hopefully this guy does get in trouble for that because if, if that's the case, then then yeah, this guy needs to be uh, suspended for a game or something like that. I mean, I mean there's no doubt that Trent Wick, Trent Williams said something to him that caused him to say that. But, I mean, dude, it's Silverback. We've all seen and heard Silverback many times. He's like a big baby. Yeah, he and they're, and they're also the other part of the reason why he brought it up after the game is because he's trying to deflect his feelings about how crappy it is to know your season's over. Yeah, I think so. And, Aaron, you texted me about it, and I had just read about it uh, after the game was over yesterday or uh, Sunday. And I texted you back, and I was like, whatever, sour grapes. Because I was like, dude, you know what everyone's going to say? Oh, the Redskins just fell to 3-7, and seven, and now some lineman is crying about, oh, that referee called me a jerk. But it's it's a little bit more than that. So I would not be surprised to see if, if something comes of this, because it sounds like it was uh, it was way, way out of control for this referee, to, or the umpire, I should say, this official, the umpire, to say that. Maybe Ray Ellison should be. Roy, Royd, Roy, Royd, Royd Ellison. I think his name is Royd Ellison. Something. Careful, dude. He might come running after you. Whatever. 
personal foul. I got Silverback backing me up. I know, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it's. If he's saying that, then he is. Uh, he's going over the top. I mean, when you have referees that are that confrontational with players, you, I don't know. You you don't see you see this in baseball with a couple of those really terrible umpires, and you see it in basketball with a couple of guys that have vendettas and they have anger management issues, and they make it about them instead of the game. It's like, dude, your job is to be impartial. And yeah, you're going to have people light you up, players and coaches alike. That's your job. You just have to take it. You can't be like talking and cursing back at people like that. That's then that because that hurts the integrity of the game. You got to deal with it. You got to take it. That's the way it works. And it should be the same in baseball and basketball and all the other sports. And there's always like two or three guys in each sport that are like that, that, that really, in my opinion, probably should be fired. Hey, dude, what's this about both the Eagles and the Redskins saying that the Eagles knew what plays we were going to run? Did they have like a whole Spygate thing going on? Or is it just because... No, they said they watched because the Kyle film and they knew so... what was going on because everything was predictable. The Redskins, Kyle. a couple of guys, yep, a couple of guys in the boot or in the locker room after the game said it was like they knew what was coming before we did it. And some of the uh, the Eagles actually said the same thing. They were just like, yeah. Yeah, we knew exactly what they were getting ready to do. Because of Kyle. Because of Kyle. They said it was predictable. We watched the film and we knew what was going we we knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean, good lord. If the if the Eagles are coming out and saying, Yeah, we knew exactly what's coming, you know, conspiracy theory, maybe they're just saying that even though they had like someone hanging out in the trees all like George Allen style. I think they just watched the tape and they, and there's tells and they could figure it out. Probably. You know why? Because the Shanahan's need to be cut. Especially Kyle. Seriously. Seriously. Can they get the play calling duties to like me? I don't know. You and me? Because at least like even if we disagree on stuff, it's for a good reason. You know what I mean? Anyone besides Kyle? Well, you know what's more disheartening to me? And I want to read a quote from Thomas Boswell's uh, article, latest article in the Post about the Redskins. I want to read a paragraph here. Um, I think he's a really good writer. I like like reading everything he does. I think he really gets it. I think he's very insightful. Um, This this paragraph in his, uh, his latest article really stood out. It says, quote, in general, the Washington locker room was a disconcerting scene with two players laughing just minutes after the game, others complaining loudly to each other about calls earlier in the game. Great Washington teams in the past lost hard, especially if their season probably just died. Nobody laughed. No hog ever complained that a ref talked mean to him (laughs) and nobody brought up his own agenda. Wide receiver Josh Morgan deactivated before the game would have been asked whether he might have helped after Hankerson was hurt. Wilson cut that short, quote, Coach said, I can't talk. Coach said, I can't play football and I can't talk, end quote. That's a no comment with lots of comment. I think that pretty much sums it up. Mm-hmm. people laughing after a horrible loss that was pretty much not only, it was pretty much the end of the season, it, and it was against a division rival, which is even worse. And people are hanging out and laughing in the locker room after that. And people are complaining about calls in the game. It's it's just infuriating to me. I mean, and you could see it. You could see it on the field. There were guys on the field and that quit. You could see it on the sideline. There were guys who were out of it. They weren't focused. They were not into the game. It was it was very disheartening as a fan to see. It's like it makes me more angry that there were guys on that team that quit and weren't focused and weren't ready to play this extremely important game than than almost anything. That I, that's one of the ways. I, I mean, that's like a betrayal. Not that's a betrayal to your teammates that are trying, and that's a betrayal to the fans. 
Who are and that really upsets me who are personally as a Redskins fan, a lifelong Redskins fan. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but on a positive note, Santana Moss crossed 10,000 yards for his career. That's a nice milestone. Congratulations, Santana. And Lennon Fletcher, Lennon Fletcher. Passed, Go yeah, ahead. Pa- passed Derek Brooks for 209th. His 209th consecutive game played as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Which is a record for that position. Way to go, dude. I guarantee if you asked either one of them about it, and people probably did, they were just like, who cares? We lost. Because those two guys care. Mm-hmm. Those two guys have heart. Those two guys give a crap about what's going on. And part of it, I think, is also it goes back to Shanahan. Does not He doesn't have the ear of the team. The team doesn't listen to him anymore. You can tell. They need to be cut, dude. It's discouraging. It's Last very week discouraging. I was questioning if they needed to be cut. This week I'm not. I never thought they should have been there in the first place. Yes, yes, I know. Anyway, all right, well. Yeah. Did we miss anything? O-line report. It kind of sucked. Uh, they opened up some huge holes on the run. The, yeah, they're great on the run, and they suck again on the past. They're great on the run because they're they're that that quick, nimble, thin, fatty Shanahan offensive line. They're great on the run, one cut go, and they suck on the pass. They can't drop. They can't let the the passer drop straight back. That's the O line report. Injury report. That's the O line report. Uh, every, it might as well be the same thing every week. It might as well just like like cut that out and play it every week until we get ready to do the O line report anymore. Yeah. They, we know well there. And Columbus is worse than the other ones. Although Trent Williams got burnt bad on one player. He got burnt bad on that one play. Hopefully his feelings weren't hurt because he he's kind of a sensitive guy. I think we figured that with him. But he's he's ever since he uh, had his suspension for smoking the tree, not that there's anything wrong with the tree, just you're making millions of dollars, you play and you can't smoke the tree because of your job. You gotta stop smoking the tree, dude. Seriously. And he did. Not sure if Fred Davis did or not because he might have been buying that like seventy dollars shake that you can take you know the day before your test and pass with flying colors. That's out there, but I never you know. heard of that. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's a well known thing in the sports world, hmm. allegedly. So they say, but. Trent Williams got it after that, and he has stepped up. He has been a leader. He's still been like good old Trent Williams, like just like a you know big old like teddy bear kind of guy, and all man kind of guy off the field and on the field. He found, he rediscovered the mean streak that got him where he was, where he got drafted in the first round, ahead of that Okung guy that's in Seattle that's hurt a lot, by the way. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully, he can rediscover that because he he did get burnt. You know, every now and then, even really, really good, great players get burned. I'm not saying he's a great player, but he's a really, really good one that could be great if he continues on. But he did get burnt really bad on that one sack. You're right. Yeah. He is not a garbage blank, disrespectful blank, though. Um, and But again, you know, part of it, half of that is, yeah, that referee is out of line, but half of that is, oh, wow, 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 you're three and seven. Yep. Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. Oh, man. Dude, I have so many notes I wrote down about this. I don't um, have anything written down because I just don't have anything to say. There was one funny thing. I think it was depressing. a Daily Grumble's longtime listener tweeted before the game, or uh, he said something. Yeah, he said that uh, the Redskins bus got egged going into the stadium in Philadelphia, and I tweeted back something to the effect of, Oh, I fully expect that. If they didn't egg the Redskins bus going to the Philadelphia, I'd think something was wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what you expect in Philadelphia. It's like, that's it. Anyway, we're going to try to liven this thing up a little bit when we come back from break because we're going to have Jerome Booger with us in the studio. Jerome, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> um, every, real quick on the injury report, though, before we go to break. Um, mm-hmm. We mentioned it a little bit. We alluded to it. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, Leonard Hankerson, Leonard maybe Hankerson. done for the year with an LCL injury. Yeah, which will make it interesting to see if they reactivate um, 
Josh Morgan next week after he sounded off. Or are they going to go with a uh, mini white lightning? At this point, they might go with mini light, white lightning. Right. And um, any other injuries during the game to speak of? Bowen had a knee injury and Biggers had a knee injury and their MRIs came back negative. Okay. That's so good. that's that's some good news there. Man, Bo, I tell you what, Iron Man Award for this year is going to Stephen Bowen so far. That guy is playing with some, I mean, you know, a lot of guys are banged up, but that guy's playing with some injuries. I thought he already has a torn PCL. Is it a PCL or a tricep? I thought it was a PCL what he was playing with in his, no, in his knee. Like a, no, I don't think it's his knee. I thought it was like his pectoral or his tricep. Dude, I don't know. That guy's, he's playing with an injury that he shouldn't be able to play with yeah. is all I know. Might be the HGH. I can't even remember. It might be the HGH because, you know, the collective bargaining agreement that allegedly is part of the reason why we got docked $36 million in salary cap space also said there's supposed to be HGH testing two years ago. Where is it at? I don't know. HGH. Thanks, League. Thanks, League, for finding out your priorities there. Thanks, Goodell. Yeah. Dictator. Anyway, um... Man, uh, we're gonna take- my head isn't dude. My head's not on the tracks at all. By the way, this week it's not on the tracks at all. I've already, fa- I've, I've come to my like inner peace of that the season is over. We've got six games of audition time, and then hopefully the Shanahan's will be gone forever. Yep. But my head is not on on the tracks at all. I'm just, I'm just pissed. I'm pissed at the guys on the team that have given up, and I'm pissed at the Shanahan's for sucking. All right, well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Jerome Booger about a few plays in the game and that play from the Patriots and Carolina game last night. Oh, man. Man. And man. we're going to give our games just... and kicks. So oh, yeah. We'll talk games to you guys uh, after this very short commercial break. I hope Josh is ready. You're listening to, You're listening to Harry, Harry Hog, Hog Football. Football. In a world where Dallas fans roam the streets, and it's generally unsafe to look into the skies at night because you realize you're looking at stars. I only mention it because sometimes there's a man. I won't say a hero because what's a hero? But sometimes there's a man. Love the Redskins. And I'm talking about Desmond C. Lee. Oh, hell yeah. Sometimes there's a man. Well, he's a man for his time and place. Yep, that's Desmond. Thank you, Desmond C. Lee. 2013 benevolent sponsor of Harry Hogg Football. Desmond C. Lee, too. Hey, dude, don't go away, man. Come on, this affects all of us, man. We're basic freedoms. I'm staying. I'm finishing my coffee. Enjoying my coffee. All right, we're back. Dude, I hurried back from the bathroom as soon as I could since we're down a man. No, we got an extra man here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jerome. Jerome's hanging out. He might have to pick up some slack. Yeah, if I can pick up some slack anytime you gentlemen need, you just let me know. Do we need to invest in an extra mic at, at uh, Harry Hog Football Studios East for Jerome? We might have to. Just so Jerome has his own feed. <laughs> and, and some headsets for him. That, that way we don't touch helmets when he and I are at the mic at the same time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Hey, how's it going, Jerome? Yeah, how are you gentlemen today? Well, Aaron, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. How'd your call that, go this weekend? It was very nice. What game did you call? I have no idea. I don't even <laughs> remember back that far. 
I, yeah, I always take the, once that game is over, I just put it right back in my rear view. <laughs> I love that rear view. Anyway, anyway, me and John, we're going to ask you about a couple plays. Um, first of all, the most yeah. egregious play I've seen the weekend. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that play last night between Carolina and uh, the Patriots that ended the game where it looked to everyone except for the, well, even the ref, like a uh, pass interference call, but then it got called back. Oh, yes, that was pass interference all the way. That 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 Kukli guy, <laughs> that linebacker for the uh, Carolina Panthers, Kukli. That man was manhandling Ron Gronkowski. <laughs> and we know Gronkowski don't need no manhandling. He likes the ladies, especially the ones in the pornography films. All right. And uh, that was, he was definitely being uh, bear-hugged out of that play. He had no chance to go after that ball. That ball was, that was pass interference all the way. So your crew would have called it pass interference? Oh, yes. We would not have picked up that flag. I do not know what that... That back judge, he threw the flag, and he looked off to his right and said, wait, what? Because somebody else on that crew came, and I'm not going to name who it is, but he came running in and said, that we need to pick that flag up. Because what, he bet on the Patriots to win? I mean, (laughs) why did they have to pick it up? Well, I can't talk about that sort of thing. That would be a, that would be a, 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 how would you say, a, a, a breach of etiquette. Breach of etiquette. A breach of etiquette in my in my profession. John, what did you think about it? Dude, I thought it was pass interference all the way. That was a ridiculous call. Kukli had him, like, bear-hugged him and just ran him right out of the play. <laughs> <laughs> the back judge totally called it. And he and, and, and Jerome, yes, Jerome was totally right. He looked over. He called it through the flag like a bullet right at the at the foul. And then, like, two seconds later, he's, like, running up, making the call with his arms. And they looked to his right like, what? Because somebody else on the crew came running in. It was a, it was a don't say his name now. We're not going to call him out. All right. Well, I was somebody like half else on that I was crew ha- came running up. And I was said, half asleep, and I just was watching that play like, oh, my. Oh, yeah. That was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I didn't even see it till this morning when I was up at 5. And I turned I, I turned on Sports Center and I was just like, dang, the the Panthers won. Dude, they totally and I got the through gift and I saw that pl- dude, I saw that play and I was like, oh my. You gotta be kidding me. And then they show it on replay, and I'm like, Well, it was uncatchable because Kukli like like bear hugged him and just ran him right to the back of the end zone. I know. I know, dude. I watched it. And pe- some people have said that Gronkowski should have like tried to sell it better and everything. It's like, no, he shouldn't have. Are you telling him he has to dive all like European Spanish soccer style? It wasn't his fault. It was the refs. His fault? Yeah. Oh, and like after that play, um, you know, that was the last play of the game, and uh, both Brady and Gronkowski they didn't stick around to like. Uh, shake hands and stuff they followed those refs right out of that tunnel at that end of the field like what and they were like oh, talking yeah. them the whole way through the tunnel brady was lighting up that ref oh so was the other i don't know if it was gronkowski but there was two there was brady and another pa- patriot yeah yes we don't like it when we have to deal with that sort of thing but uh but uh oh this is drone by the way i know who it is yeah Hey, Jerome, um, Jerome, yeah, that brings yeah. us that brings us to the Trent Williams situation with your dog, uh, Roy Ellison. Roy, I've known Roy for a long time. Roy is a uh, Roy has anger management issues, but he is not a bad referee or a umpire. He is he is usually really good standing in the back end. So have you ever run into a situation where you uh Heard Roy himself uh, actually calling a player a profanity on the field. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, speak out of school here. I have heard him say some things, but usually it has something to do with. Uh, uh, it's not usually too bad. It usually involves somebody's mother. <laughs> but you know, I mean, sometimes these things happen when people's blood boils. And I mean, he does have to sit there and, and like stare at a whole bunch of men's butts all day, and 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 that would make me a little bit angry, as it is. You know what I mean? Being the ladies' man. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, Jerome. 
Yeah. Uh, there's one other play I wanted to ask you about in this game. There's one point where um uh the uh who was the team that oh yeah, the Eagles looks like they were at least a yard shy of the first down or like I don't know, two and a half feet shy of the first down, and the referee spotted it like six inches shy of the first down. Yeah. Is that challengeable if it's less than a yard to be like, we don't think he made it to there. We think he oh, made yes, it a that is a challengeable. Back. That is a challengeable play any day of the week, whether, whether it's Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. And it pretty you, much uh, brought up fourth down for the – for the Eagles, and I was like, yeah. they need to wait till the last second before the hike, see what the play is going to be, and then challenge it. I thought the Redskins should have challenged that play. I also thought that the Redskins should have challenged that play where they said that they downed that uh, punt on the one-yard line because it looked like the nose of the ball. It looked like the tip went in. It looked like that dude's whole body was in. Well, the body is okay. The body is no longer part of the rule. It's just as long as the ball makes it in, and the, uh, it looked like the ball... It looked like the tip made it in. It looked like it crossed the plane. Just the tip? Just the tip, yes. It looked like more of it crossed the plane to me than that. That's what she said. <laughs> Good one, dude. Yes, thank you. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, thanks for joining us, Drew. And we'll probably talk to you next week after the debacle with San Francisco. Yes, I'm a little worried about you guys in that game. We'll see if uh if You're not I get calling that time. one, are you? I don't know yet. We 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 I'm not assured of uh what game I am assigned. Um for Is that so the bookies won't be able to talk to you beforehand? It may have something to do with Las Vegas. <laughs> there there may be something to do with that. Um, but I'm not at liberty to stay at this time. Um we will see. <laughs> All right, Jerome. We'll talk to you next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, you too. You you gentlemen have a good Thanksgiving as well. And I hope I am because then I can just uh oh wait, that game is in Washington. It's not it's not in uh San Francisco, is it? You don't know if you're calling one of the Thanksgiving games yet either. Um it is possible. I hope so. I did have the Super Bowl last year. We know you did. But any game where I'm close to uh LA or Las Vegas, those are town I like those towns, yes. <laughs> All right, well, have a good holiday, Jerome. You too, gentlemen. All right, dude. All right, peace. Go have some donut holes. Are there any more donut holes in here? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jerome Booger, NFL referee. And well, it's called Jerome's Yardstick. Is that what it was called? Jerome's Yardstick? Jerome's, Jerome's rule book? I think Jerome's Yardstick might be the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway i think i think we may have to go with that but uh i don't know we may have to keep that you know i i hate to be a copycat here and then be copying fox sports with uh mike Pereira and uh jerry austin who called a super bowl winning a victory for the redskins way back in the day i think that was at the uh i think that was in la the one that he called with that i can't remember maybe the rose bowl who jerry seaman no jerry austin oh okay not Jerry Seaman, Jerry Austin, who looks like a he looks like he's about a hundred years old. He, by the way, said that that call was correct in the Patriots game, and I was like, "Dude, you're old and out of your mind." Prayer was like, "Uh, no, it's not." Yeah, that was a ridiculous call. But enough about the Patriots. I'm glad they lost. I can't stand them after they ran up to score on us. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd, I'd still rather see right, unless it's against the Cowboys or the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cheated, dude. They did. It's a little payback. You know, it it could be it could be payback to uh Tom Brady for wearing that uh, well, wearing whatever it is he wears every week. Really, it's karma. Goes around, comes around. I guess so. But what does that say about us? I don't know. But you know what? We suck. You know what else? What? And now, the coveted and ever elusive Game Ball Award. Game Ball yeah. Award for mm-hmm. Rid of Poo Poo Re. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and give mine to Alfred Morris. You knew that was coming. My dog had another good game, 22 for 93. He averaged 4.2 in this game.
But uh, they completely abandoned him in the second half when they really could have used him. I, I, I understand you got to pass the ball more in the second half to try to come back, uh, but you can't. <laughs> he's, he's the best offensive weapon you have. And that's debatable. Oh, it could be RG3. It could be Pierre Garçon or, or whatever. He's the best offensive weapon we have right now. Oh, and by the way, speaking of offensive weapons, we forgot to mention in the injury report, uh, your dog, the tight end. Jordan Reed? Yeah, concussion. <sighs> yeah, that's why he it. left the field. So that sucks. Hopefully he'll be back in time for Monday night. He does have the extra day, so that may help us out. But if not, your dog, Niles Paul, will be out there, big beard and all, ready to, ready to crank it up. I still think he's better than you give him credit for. Well, that's because I don't give him credit for a lot. For anything. <laughs> Rex Grossman's probably better than I give him credit for. Uh, I don't think so. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right, well, then I'm going to have to give my game ball to Darrell Young for the 70-yard touchdown catch because I've never seen a fullback make one of those. And, and the move that he put on back. those two defenders was fantastic. And it sparked the comeback. It did. It did. But then again, Philadelphia, you know, they had a great defense for three quarters, and then they decided to go to prevent, which is always stupid. Because it prevents you from winning. And it always did again. I just never understand when your defense works for three quarters or three and a half quarters, why do you you change it? I know. I would do the opposite. If I was going to do something, I'd get more aggressive because you have a little breathing room. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because usually in those type plays where those like running backs, the big running backs or fullbacks, get out in the open field like that, they run yeah. out of gas and some little defender like snags them at like the five yard line. Yeah, you're totally right, and he went all the way. Booyah! Yeah. So anyway, and Josh is going to give his game ball award to RG three for that awesome play at the end of the game that he didn't see because he lost the feed. Yeah, I think I think he's going to give it to RG three because of that uh that pick he threw at the end of the game. No, Kyle Shanahan. Oh, Kyle Shanahan. Just for being awesome and actually running the ball this week, like we said. No balance, but hey, we said run the ball and he ran the ball. He does what he's told. He, he apparently he does exactly what he's told, and he never gets. I wonder what Thanksgiving is going to be like next week at the Shanna Plan at, uh, household. They're probably just not going to speak of it. It's going to be like everyone just, you know, ignores it. Kind of like, you know. Somebody's going to bring something up. Families do like, when there's something that they don't want to talk about. Yeah, like like everyone's going to be uh, like like just like tiptoeing around the subject and everything. And, and things are going okay and everything. Although there's that tension in the air. And then someone is going to say something. And Why do you run the like ball? The it's be going like, to be like the needle screeching on the record. Why did then, Griffin only throw the ball seven times in like the entire first three quarters? And then Mike Shanahan, his like one uh, like real eye is just going to get huge, and he's going to blow up like a big old, or he's going to like turn into a big old red lobster. It's going to be like, and he's going to carve the turkey. And then he's going to carve the turkey, and it's going to be just a debacle. It's going to be a debacle. Anyway. It should be a debacle. Nepotism. Anyway. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by Macklemore. <laughs> Yo. And I'm going first on this. Chav. I'm giving my Kicking the Balls Award to RG3. For two reasons. Yeah. One. Yeah. Missing Jordan Reed on a wide open, or whoever it was on tight end, Paulson. maybe Logan Paulson, on the wide open touchdown earlier in the game, first or second quarter. And the pass at the end when we had another down. He said that he tried to throw that ball away. Yeah, he did. He tried to get it out of the back of the end zone, he said. Yeah. But he was backpedaling and didn't get enough on it. Right, right. So... Um, all right. Still, well, my, trying my, and doing are two different things. Yeah. Go ahead. Do or do not. There is no try. 
All right. Well, dare my... to do. Dare, dare is to do. Boy. <laughs> dare is to do. <laughs> um. So, my kick in the balls. You'd think I would just say the entire coaching staff cut. However, I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to single out one Red Lobster coach, the head coach, Old Glass Eye, because you're 24 and 34 in the middle of your fourth year, and I know you got $36 million salary cap space stolen from you, but you are 24 and 34 in your fourth year as the head coach of this team. You freaking suck. Cut! You are a loser, sir. Thanks, Will. How's Will doing? Did we hear from him this it's week? All six thousand. All six thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can't wait for our trip, even though we're gonna all be depressed. It's gonna look more like a wake. I know, right? It's still gonna be awesome, though. I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Him, Kenny Can allegedly. I know uh, Chris. Kenny Can's not gonna come down. It's a long drive, for Canada, but you know he'll be there in spirit or spirits. Maybe he will show up. You never know. He can probably get awesome. a cheap ticket now. Yeah, right? I don't know. The worse the team does, you'd think the tickets would be less expensive, but we bought our tickets, what, in late August? And thank goodness we did. Yeah, but I would see what they are now, you know. Yeah, well, it's still Redskins Dallas. Yeah, you can and still we, always sell them to be, Cowboys fans. Dude, we might be having to... This might be the game where we're trying to keep them out of the playoffs. And that'll give it meaning. Dude, as after this last game... It's always meaning it's against the Cowboys. It is. And, and dude, after this last game in Philadelphia, and then we have this next game coming up against the 49ers in our house, if we get blasted out of that game as well, the fan base, there's going to be so much angry tension at Jack Hank Cook Stadium. It's going to be almost uncomfortable. And the Dallas fans are just going to be quiet. No, they won't. Yes, they will. Remember last year, the game we went to, there was hardly there was one Dallas fan who was all full of himself, and he was the one guy who was at the. Well, at that's because the, they knew they were going to get smoked, dude. The I writing know, was on dude. the wall. There was no way was, we were losing. There was the one dude who answered all the questions right at the tailgate that the guy does to be, "Are you a true Dallas fan?" He was the only one who got everything right, and I was like, "All right, props to him. Good for him. He knows his stuff. He's a real fan." He was the only one who was just kind of like loud and vocal and everything. Every other Dallas fan was just, like, there. You know what I mean? It was nothing like the last time we went to a game Redskins-Dallas where all the Dallas fans were all like, Dude, the one thing I really can't stand is when the Dallas fans show up to a Redskins game while Dallas is playing another team. Yeah, and Dallas is playing at the same time. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, on the TV. Yeah, instead of watching that game, they yeah. come to a Redskins game against someone else wearing their Dallas jersey. And you're just like, you're not a real fan. Oh, I'm here rooting against you guys. Your game's on right now. Well, how about them Cowboys? How would you know? You're here. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you, t- you right. You right. Idiots, dude. You right. Oh, Josh, did Josh give his uh, uh, game ball? Um, yeah, he gave his game ball to RG3. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I forgot about that. You know who he gives his kick in the balls award to? Hmm. RG3? Santana <laughs> Moss for passing the 10,000-yard mark. You, dudes, as much as I love London Fletcher, I'm giving him my kick in the balls again this week. You know why? Because he he's... Broke the all-time. No, because he only had two tackles and two assists. (laughs) (laughs) Because all Josh did was read the stat line. Because he couldn't watch the game because he lost the feed. Yeah, he did listen to it. He did turn on the radio feed of it after that. So props to him for that. But still, he uh, he really he really blew it by uh, going to watch that chav tonight and not telling us until right before the podcast. That was a uh, that was a bad call. Anyway, can we round this thing out? It's pretty depressing. Crank it up. All right, let's round it out. All right, I'd like to give a shout out to Will in Maryland. Kenny Ken, 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 Ken. Uh, Chris J in the UK. 
Is he the one that had to pull off the left side of the road because he was laughing so hard? <laughs> he had to pull off the motorway. The roundabout. <laughs> I just imagined him in a little Mr. Bean car, like, pulling off the roundabout. <laughs> Dude, I love roundabouts, man. I, when I drive, the, the few times I've driven over there, I just cruise into those things. I'm just like, everyone out the way, I'm American. Not really, but I do cruise right into them. Like, they're, they're, once you get to know how to do them, they're actually rather good. Anyway, shout out to our benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee Esquire. You can follow him on Twitter at Desmond C. Lee 2, because yes, Desmond sir. C. Lee 1 was hacked or taken. That's what we hear. And, uh, and uh, yeah, next game, Monday Night Football, because love those night games, watching us, lo- watching us till midnight, and then we lose, and then we have to go to work the next morning. But we're going to be watching. You know why? Because we're re- real Redskins fans. Oh, yeah, give a shout-out to Daily Grumbles as well. We were, we were uh, jockeying back and forth on, on Twitter, joking about uh, the Redskins' name being racist. You know, like the state of Oklahoma is also a racist name because it also means Redskins. And he was like, I ain't trying to hear all that. And I was like, yeah, you right. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. Yes, sir. Redskins. If you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. I, they lost, didn't they? They didn't play. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they lost like a almost good in the almost a half a game, I guess, to the Eagles. Oh my goodness! And the Giants. What's going on, dude? The Giants are doing what they always do every year. They come on at the second half of the season. But anyway, you know what to do about those Cowboys fans. Joker. Joker!